What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. It is the start of the week and it is ready to go. There's a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for some time. We are talking about the pillars, things, and structure around how we are communicating about what we do. We just went through a big messaging exercise. We have some buckets that we're explaining to our audience around problems we solve. I wanted to talk about Jonathan since we implemented that and since we've been using that how that has helped guide the conversations that we're having in the market. If you like what we're doing over here, subscribe, follow, and most importantly, tell a friend you are enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. Welcome. Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. Excited for this conversation. We are going through the start of a new quarter at the Juice. We are setting the foundation, which my guest and regular uh, guest, our CEO, Jonathan, does a good job of helping set us up for success and communicate internally, but we are marching forward and I'm kind of in the messaging uh, mode. We're revamping some of how we talk about what we do. So I felt like it's a good opportunity to maybe share with the audience kind of the why behind messaging, structuring, communication, and all that fun stuff that might not be sexy, but I think is important to talk about because it, it is what helps you continue momentum. And I know we talked about momentum last week. If you haven't already, go listen to that episode. Jonathan, this topic is something internally we've been working on for a while. Welcome back. Are you excited to talk about this? My brain may be broken, but I think messaging is very sexy. Um, I love messaging, uh, love talking about it, excited for this conversation. Yeah. So uh, if not sexy, and I understand some people might not think messaging is uh, definitely relatable. Something I think every marketing team, no matter size or stage is always thinking about, always tweaking, always refining. Uh, so excited for the conversation today. Awesome. So let's jump into it. So I put out a post uh, as we're recording this today. So go back and look at it. I'll put it in the show notes about why I think showing your work is a trait of the modern day marketer. So this is like us showing our work on the messaging front to all of you. And let's start here. So my perception when we joined the business, not perception, but I actually lived in this, is that we had something really cool that we were building. We knew it did some things that no other product had done before. But I think getting those reps and sets and mostly, you know, Kate, you before Kate being out in the field, talking with marketers, we immediately thought, well, this is a product just for like content marketers and we should talk to content marketers. Well, that completely changed. And we realized that there's different use cases through the different marketing functions across B2B. And so I think we did a lot of spinning in trying to figure out what those were, but maybe like talk about that process at first where we got wins but we also learned a lot about how we should position who we are and what we do for the future during that time. Yeah. So I was fortunate as we founded the juice, uh, you know, it was a pro we were solving a problem that I myself had experienced very intimately throughout my marketing journey. We went out to solve that problem. We started talking to content marketers, a lot of them, and we identified the problem we wanted to solve was a problem. But the challenge we realized with content marketing, and I, I would guess there's probably some content marketers listening to this, and I, I think this will resonate, is that content marketing within a marketing team or within a larger, like within a business in general, sometimes it is thought of purely brand awareness. We want to get views and get drive brand awareness and make people see it and you know, just kind of have a build brand affinity with our content. 
other times content is purely thought of as a demand generation engine purely for conversion. I think that's oftentimes when you see content put behind forms, trying to generate leads, and it's just a hook that people use to try to drive demand for their sales team. And then other times it tries to be everything to everybody, right? And I I think that's really challenging to do. But we noticed very quickly there were these two personas within content marketing that we felt like we could serve one better than the other, but uh, we started to just, that started to become a challenge of uh, who to sell to and why. I remember like right out of the gates, focusing my energy around the content marketer. Even the uh, former name of this podcast was for the content marketer. Um, That has since changed. But I think for me, like my antennas started to go up when Kat, who runs our customer success, would be introducing new customers to the team of like what we just want and then talk about the reasons why they bought the juice and then talk about the role that bought the juice. And it started to like, there was really like, there was some level of consistency, but then there was a lot of kind of uh, change in that. And so I think that's to be expected at an early stage. Like you're going to see change and you're going to pivot and shift, but like, how much do you think learning from our customers influence the direction of how we communicate in our messaging? It was massive. I would say it was the key thing that unlocked some of our messaging and how we define success. At this stage, we go out and we sell slides and a vision, right? And that's all it is. And then you you have to be prepared for what happens in reality, right? Some of what our vision was is happening in reality. There's other pieces of it that aren't working or there are things that are working that we never would have envisioned. Um, but I think like you, you've got this perfect vision, you have your beautiful baby and you have to adjust when people call your baby ugly, right? Or you have to pour into what is working uh, when it does. So we very quickly, thanks to Kat and some of the work you did with customers, you know, we, we gathered feedback and we acted on it. And some of that feedback was bad feedback. I would say actually some of the bad feedback actually drove more action than the good feedback, uh, which might just be a human psychology lesson in there. But yeah, that feedback and, and even like renewal conversations is what really drove us down the path to getting to how we define success. And then that led us to how we build go-to-market messaging. So I came back, I think, from spring break, and I think it was this time frame. And I got on a call and I was having a chat with our team. And I remember Kat kind of talking about, she pulled up this deck and she was talking about how her conversations with her customers. And I remember seeing audience growth, brand awareness, content distribution, and demand generation kind of laid out in four pillars. And she was talking about how she communicates those things to our customers and why they care about those things. I'm sitting there listening to her, but also looking at those areas. And as at the end of it, like, I think my feedback to Kat was like, this is the best I've ever heard anyone talk about what we do and who we service. And then as I kind of dug deeper into that, I thought about it's like these areas, like they matter to no matter who you are in marketing, like you care about one of these things. And this is how we can help that thing. So for me, that was a big revelation. And I think I took that, those four pillars and then decided like, okay, well, if we're creating any piece of content, it has to map back to one of these pillars because this is kind of what our, this is what our product does. So it'll help someone who doesn't know who we are understand what we can do for them. So to me, that was like a big breakthrough, but maybe like talk about that. I know you were a part of those conversations, putting structure around how we talk about what we do, but maybe talk about those four buckets and the why behind it. 
Are you ready for story time? Because this might get a little lengthy. Story time is my favorite time. Let's go. Let me get All a right. snack. Yes, exactly. So, and this goes to what I was speaking to previously. This actually all spun out of a customer we had, one of our favorite customers who we defined as very successful on the platform said they weren't going to renew. And that raised a red flag to me because I was like, hold on, like this is somebody we would all define as successful and they're not defining it as successful. There's some sort of breakdown in product and communication and messaging and expectation setting. Uh, That was the first like big red flag. So we went to work and the process was really, really messy to get to those four individual pillars. I remember had a whiteboard full of what does a marketer, not a content marketer, what does a marketer care about? How are they measured for success? What are they sharing with their executive team? What gets presented in the board meeting? What do they care about on the day-to-day? What are the buckets of things that they care about? Then uh, on that same whiteboard, but in a different section, it was what does the juice do? What, What does the juice actually do? The product. That was a long list of things. Then a third bucket was, okay, how do we actually measure the outputs, both the marketer and the juice. So here are the markers buckets. Here's how they quantify success in those buckets. Here's what the juice does. Here's how we quantify success in those, in those different uh, tactics on the product. So then it was a big game of connect the dots, right? Like, okay, what are the, what, where's the overlap in these things that we can use to the marketer? We can speak the same language as them. This is how you measure success in your role. This is how the juice helps you with those items. So that's where we got down to those four pillars. And it wasn't perfect initially. We went through a round of kind of resetting or massaging that a little bit with uh, Kat on the customer side and Kate on the prospect side, because we all needed to be speaking the same language so that you could build messaging around it and we could talk to the marketplace about it. So we got down to those four and what it's it's been working for us. Uh, Long story long, our customer ended up renewing. we were able to lay this out with them and, and why they were seeing success on the platform and how they would continue to see success on the platform. They ended up renewing. So that was a big win. But what it's done now is it's, it's aligned the team both pre-sales and post-sales. So we use these four buckets as discovery with prospects. You know, I, I mentioned the problem earlier of content marketing or even you know a marketer that we're talking to. They can all define success very, very differently depending on kind of the broader business. And we use these four buckets like, hey, does one of these matter more to you? Or do you care about all four equally? Or is it something different? Everyone has something that fits into these four buckets. Sometimes it's all four, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's three. But that's great discovery for us because then we know which which of those pillars do they care about. Okay, we're going to highlight the pieces of our product that speak to those pillars. And then when they become a customer, Cat is going to set success metrics around those pillars that we can very easily quantify. And I think... I don't want to underscore, you know, I love a spreadsheet, you know, I love to measure things, Uh, but I do think it is super important right now, especially for MarTech in this market to be able to quantify their outcomes, right? As, As marketers' budgets are shrinking or freezing, or they're having to make decisions on what to cut, what to keep, it was really important. We could quantify all four of these pillars and we can. So it's really been critical for not only sales success, but also how we're servicing and renewing customers. And I I don't think it's any coincidence that using these four pillars last quarter was our best quarter ever. I love that. And I'll, I'll put my hand up and testify. I, I would not have like thought this, but it's amazing how some structure that 
comes from the product and positioning can help marketers rethink and focus what we want to create content and communicate about. So it's helped me out certainly. Uh, maybe on the product side, do you like when we're building new product, like is your thought process that, well, if we're going to build something new, it has to kind of hit one of these buckets. And if it doesn't, it's not a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Or is that maybe a little too aggressive? Yeah. So I, I'm going to, I'll come back to that question. One more thing I wanted to say that I, we knew we were successful with this when Brett very, and I'm, I'm going to expose us to a degree very early on in the juice days you were unsure if you would buy the juice when we were just slides in a vision, right? And it's because, I mean, and like we weren't offended by that. We wanted your feedback and we knew that you represent our buyer in our business and we had to figure that out. But it was because we couldn't quantify what we were doing. We didn't have a specific problem we were solving. And just recently now, I think you are a champion and you're like, sign me up. Like you can't understand why somebody wouldn't buy the juice. And so that was like, all right, we're on to something here. You know, we use our own product. You wrote about that today and we'll continue to share how the juice uses the juice. But that was when it's like, aha, we're on to something. So I think that was a really critical moment for us as well. Yeah. And let me touch on that real quick. So I think it, it was important for me and the change happened when it was like, okay, the juice can step in and enhance something that I am currently doing. And I don't even need to think about it. And it's just happening. And that goes back to the buckets that we talk about, which are audience growth, brand awareness, content distribution, demand generation. If I think about my ideal use case of the juice, they hit all of those buckets and it's not something I have to overthink. It's just a part of the workflow. So I have never thought about it until us talking about this now, but like, that's not easy to get someone to go from like, I'm not sure I would buy this to like, you know, a quarter or maybe two later to be like, this thing is awesome. And I can't imagine me sharing my content without it. So um, I haven't thought about it. So thank you for bringing me back to that moment in time. And it has changed quite dramatically. Yeah. So now the question you asked that I didn't answer around building product around these pillars. So we didn't know at first we had a hypothesis and this is the fun of this stage. We're like, we think these matter, right? Uh, and so we've tested it for a quarter and it's working and it does matter to marketers. And now I think the final evolution or kind of the final step of messaging pillars is then you're right, building product around it to solve for the things that we now have proof marketers are willing to pay for a solution for. So uh, we're working on roadmap items. I think it's always a good gut check to know uh, and to organize product for our customers. And we have a unique wrinkle that we also have members. And uh, what's really interesting is that now next quarter, this quarter we're in that we just started, one of our company rocks is to define success metrics that we just talked about, but not for our paying customers, for our individual users of the platform. If we can have success metrics for users and customers, uh, this thing's going to be a rocket ship and it's going to be really, really fun, really, really fast. You mentioned the best quarter we've had, um, which is a good call out. It's fun. It's fun to see your team win, but I'd love to know like, it can be internally or externally. What have you seen since this like new structure has been implemented? Implemented, and I know we're in, we're in the process of kind of implementing the new messaging, but just like the buckets, like what have you seen change since we've really put that into play? I'm going to give maybe a CEO buzzword answer here that will mean nothing, but then I'll explain it, and hopefully it'll mean something. Um, but the word I would use is alignment. 
How's that for a buzzword? Uh, but so here's what I mean. I think previously, previous to last quarter, um, this is going to maybe sound arrogant, but like I was involved in a lot, uh, a lot of prospecting, a lot of pre-sales conversations, a lot of uh, post-sales servicing customers, um, working with you on content, collaboration. Uh, and that's fine. That's my role. And we're at the stage where I think that's appropriate. Last quarter, I had to go do a lot of recruiting and do a lot of fundraising. And I was far less involved in the day-to-day. But because we had these four pillars that we could all align around, now everyone knew what we were all speaking the same language or all singing from the same hymnal to use a, a cheesy cliche. But it was easier for me to step out of the weeds and let you all execute around the same exact stuff, pre-sales, messaging, post-sales. And now eventually how we're building product, it's like, man, I can go focus on other things. And I, you know, I don't need to be dragging some projects along or just, you know, begging customers to see what we see. Like we're all speaking the same language. We all have the same exact success metrics. And um, it's been really cool. And that, that was the big thing for me last quarter is like business is thriving and uh, I'm just getting out of the way for you all. So I, I I think it's never perfect, but I will just I'll mention that I've definitely seen the 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 alignments grow stronger internally here, and just from the fact that you know we're getting together before we share our rocks to make sure that our rocks align, which is typically a good sign. And I think a lot of the just building blocks of this conversation are, are reasons why that is happening. Maybe we leave with this: there is likely some sort of leader out there right now who is working for a brand who feels like there are silos where they work and things aren't working and teams aren't, there's zero cross-functional collaboration and their job is to help make it better and make people start working together. You've kind of structured, been a part of the process of building this at the juice, like what sort of feedback or recommendations would you give for anyone listening who's trying to overcome that hurdle? Stop and think. Uh, it sounds so silly, but like I, without without a customer, t- without that moment in time of a customer telling us they weren't going to renew and we thought they were successful, we'd probably still be banging our head against the wall doing the same crap we were doing ahead of that. So really that was kind of the best thing that could ever happen to us. But it took us stopping doing what we're doing and doing a big, messy, whiteboarding, back and forth exercise um, to actually arrive at where we did. And I think, um, you know, it's so easy to just get caught up in the day to day, you know, checking the boxes on your to do list and then being upset that it's not working. You need to block the time to stop and have a whiteboard session, have a brainstorm session, talk it all out, and then start connecting the dots, beat it up, refine it beat it up, refine it, and then get alignment on it. But I think like you, it, and it, it is hard. It's not something I'm always good at either, but you have to kind of stop the day-to-day and spend time on the strategy. Keep tuning in to Modern Day Marketer on Mondays to hear the juice expose ourselves to all the shortcomings and hopefully learn something too. Jonathan, thanks for sharing what's going on over here. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brett. I think it is always good to have structure around how we are communicating about these commodities that we are marketing. We have products, people view them as products with features and functionalities, but the more we can differentiate, 
and explain how we can help solve the problem that someone else is having and show how we do that, that is when we hit home runs. That is when we win hearts and minds and telling stories around our product with right positioning is the way to do it. Oh yeah, and don't forget the content, that helps too. You take care of yourself, take care of others around you. We'll be back, more Modern Day Marketer on Friday. Peace out.